Absolutely nothing beats windshield time. Welcome back to Dan the Road Trip Guy, a podcast where we have candid conversations about life lessons learned on the road. I'm your host, Bimmer enthusiast and road trip extraordinaire, Dan Neal. And now on to the show. Episode today is a little bit of a drive down memory lane for me. I have two guests on with me today. And 44 years ago, next weekend, not this weekend, I took a road trip with the both of them from Nuremberg, Germany to Silverstone, uh, England to the Formula One race to the British Grand Prix. Just so happens that race is running today, and I thought, what better time to catch up with these two guys? One is my big brother, Scott Neal, and his good friend that he met in Germany, Herb Hemingway. Herb is in Minnesota, Scott's in Lexington, I'm in Cincinnati, so we're taking a virtual road trip. Welcome to the show, both of you. Oh, it's fun to do. Yeah. Herb is a first-time guest on the show. Herb, take a warm-up lap. We'll go around Silverstone, so that's about a minute and a half or so for a warm-up lap. Tell my listeners, who is Herb Hemingway? (laughs) Uh, A very boring guy. (laughs) Let's see. A quick roundup since since our Army days, which... uh, well, where it was good times. Uh, Scott uh, befriended me when I showed up in Nuremberg, kind of guided me through my, my first year there. And then I went on to um, an assignment up in Frankfurt, ended up staying there uh, three years. Then after that, I, I uh, left the Army and uh, came back to Minnesota. They were kind of the heady days of the you know computers. And uh, so I went to work for uh, IBM, for a while, and then uh, in several jobs of uh, applying uh, computers to businesses to help them make money. And so I did that for, uh, boy, a ton of years, and I retired four years ago. I had wanted to do something uh, other than computers and business and such. And so for the last few years, I, uh, I was working on uh, writing a, a book. It's a fiction uh, crime novel and it's uh, finished in fact we should be launching it here on amazon within uh, a month or so it's called uh, the stonehenge murders oh wow okay uh, that i wanted to do something uh, entirely different instead of bits and bites and stuff uh, that were all and i i was a math major in school and instead of all those well-defined things i wanted to write some fiction which is <laughs> all over the board and uh, there's no well-defined at all. And so it's actually been kind of fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Can't wait to, uh, can't wait to uh, pick that up. Family? Yes. I have Alice, my wife, Alice, and I have, uh, we have four kids. And uh, nowadays we even have, I think it's like 11 grandchildren. Uh, my goodness. Um, I, I, again, it makes me feel old <laughs> yeah. talking about that. But so yeah, lots of family and most of them are, nearby so it's fun to see them and the kids you know quite often well, that's great Sounds like they took after mom and dad and, uh, and uh, having children you know yeah <laughs> I, think, I think i was there for uh the birth of three of them was it, was it three? yeah three of them were in germany we had uh, one before we went over there i was convinced it was the water over there but uh, it turns <laughs> out there yeah it was something else and uh, i may actually ended up figuring it out uh, anyway that's great. Just poor, poor, wonderful children. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Now I'm going to share with you my memories of that trip uh, from Nuremberg to uh, to England. And here's what okay. I remember, and you guys can then correct my story, and maybe it's just something I, I dreamed up. I remember we left, I believe, on a Thursday evening. I know it was in the dark, and you guys had finished up, I guess, your day, and we headed off toward the uh, English Channel. And I remember us crossing the English Channel in the middle of the night with the car. So we had Scott's car. And I remember yep. sleeping in the back seat of that tiny BMW 320i. And I remember daybreak very vividly. And I have photos of it to prove it. The cliffs of Dover. And then uh, we got off and we made our way to the racetrack. And this, I don't know if this is correct or not, but what I remember is we camped at the racetrack. Now, I could be totally wrong, but I remember us camping one night, and then we stayed in a hotel in London one night, and I have a picture of that hotel, and it was called the Academy Hotel, and on the sign it said, Centrally Heated. And I remember the room had three twin beds, and the bathroom and shower down the hall, and so we enjoyed... Uh, hanging out in the paddock, walking the track on a Saturday, which I don't even know if you can do today without paying mega dollars. And as I told uh, uh, her before the show and Scott, I still have a poster from that race hanging in my basement framed. And I think the ticket price for race day was 10 pounds. So I'm sure it's much more expensive today. So that's my memory of that trip, uh, gentlemen. So you can tell me if I am way off base or if that's what you remember but it to me it is a road trip i will always remember i told uh i told jennifer about the uh the the, the chandelier in the room where we stayed was uh, <laughs> <a lot. laughs> i think her remembers that too <laughs> it's the one of- thing i remember <laughs> and, and uh, what do you remember about it i remember uh <laughs> Your choice of a chandelier. I remember this just uh, electric line run down and there was a bolt on the end and a switch and it hung in the middle of the room and that was it. The one thing. And I remember we paid so much money for this room. You know, it is, I mean, Spartan would be generous, but I remember that single light bulb. So chandelier, I, I mean. You were joking, well, right? I mean, it's not that my memory's yeah. gone bad. So no, no, that's how I that's how I described it. Pretty, you, you described it just as I did to Jennifer. <laughs> so, did we actually camp at the racetrack, or did I not remember no, correctly? Did. Yeah, I think we had our tent, didn't we? We did. I'm pretty sure we had a tent. Huh. You you and I camped at some racetrack over there. I'm not for sure. Okay. That. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was that racetrack. And then I remember you and I took another road trip and we camped someplace in Switzerland. Yeah. But yeah. 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 You mentioned uh, walking through the paddock. And I, I remember that vividly and have, uh, as you did there, contrasted that with today. I mean, you have to pay big time bucks in order to walk the paddock. But I recall we just walked through and you could look into the not just the cars. I mean, you could look into the engine compartment, uh, stroll on and look at the, the next car. And I've often thought about that's just unheard of today. Can't even hardly get close close to them today. I remember uh, another one that a similar thing is that we were able to walk 
a fair amount of the track. I remember distinctly walking down the hangar straight to, let's see, it would have been almost to, uh, let's see, it would have been Stowe. I mean, that, that again is uh, unheard of. I've gone to the Canadian Grand Prix, let's see, three times now, and you can kind of walk sort of close, but nothing like we were able to do at Silverstone. Well, one of my memories was uh, how much patience you guys had with me driving on the uh, on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> I, I remember that, and in particular, I recall coming up over a rise. You know, it was, uh, you couldn't quite see more than just over the top. And I remember coming up over it, and all of a sudden, a, a car comes the other way, and your instinct was to, like, swerve to, um, <laughs> you know, the right side of the road, which would have been disastrous. I, I was I was in awe that we didn't hit somebody or somebody hit us. Yeah, it was a challenge. <laughs> it was a it was a, tri- uh, a, a, a trip <laughs> for sure. That and just putting the car on the boat and all the humanity that we saw on the boat, uh, <laughs> getting over, getting yeah. over and back. Uh, who came up with that idea, Herb? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna blame you because. Uh, as I have for, let's see, I guess it's 45 years now that the very first Formula One trip or a race that I went to was in Hockenheim in Germany. And I remember uh, that you convinced me to go and I and I, you picked me up at like 5.30 in the morning or something like that. And I'm saying, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> and uh, I just said, how did I, I got to quit being such a nice guy. I, <laughs> but we went to that race and I had the best time. I, yeah. I remember it distinctly that it was so much fun. The, the atmosphere of these huge crowds and the noise and the speed of it all. And, and within a few weeks, we threw Alice in the back of your, BMW and went down to uh, Austria, the Österreich ring, and uh, uh, it's I have been hooked ever since. So yeah. I blame you entirely. She was she was pregnant with one of your children, I remember. Yes, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we were driving down the road, and she she indicated that she had gotten a, a bit hungry, and I <laughs> I made I made the comment, well, we need to feed the mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that line. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Uh, love Alice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, those are a couple of the memories. Yeah. I remember yep. that trip. Uh, I remember that trip well as well. I didn't realize, I guess that I was the, was the, was the instigator of your uh, formula one fandom. Uh, yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. And I, uh, I thank you for it uh, all the time. So <laughs> Alice probably not so much. Oh no. She's an avid, uh, avid fan she loves to watch along with with me oh, we watch good. qualifying and the races together and yeah. uh, oh no she knows yeah. the the driver she was all excited for lando norris today who had pole for about 30 seconds and then ended up at p2 no it's great fun i'm sitting here i still have my uh, ferrari shirt on i usually wear uh, one of my ferrari shirts uh in the when I walk qualifying or the race, it doesn't seem to help much. But uh, so I've I've been a, a Ferrari fan for a long time. Well, you both have sounds like some great memories from your time together in uh, Germany. One of you or both of you, tell me how'd you meet? This is your 
that I was uh, I, I was uh, tasked tasked with being Herb's sponsor when you when you have when you're coming in when you're a new officer coming into Germany you have uh, someone who's been there for a while and I think I've been there for at least six months when he arrived in in early February and I picked him up at the train station it was uh, it was a cold evening Herb got off in his got off the train in his shirt sleeves okay. And, uh, <laughs> I made some comment about that. Didn't you hear that it's cold over here? <laughs> I recall that his remark was, well, I'm from Minnesota. This is a cold. <laughs> yeah, I, it was. Yeah, this is balmy for, for me. Yeah, that's where we met and when we met, you know, and we've now enjoyed 44 years of friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And, uh, kept, in, kept in touch. One of the few people that I have kept in touch with uh, from my Army days. Yeah, fun. And then, uh, Alice, Alice wasn't. Uh, she didn't. She came later, right? She didn't come uh, with you. Correct. Yep, yeah. yep. She uh, was back in Minnesota for know, a month or two. Uh, you had to have housing uh, before they would allow you to bring your family. Yeah. And did you go to the uh, army out of college, Herb? I went to the. I was, we all, we were both in the transportation course. So I went to uh, Fort Eustis to do sort of like officer basic kind of stuff. Let's see. I, um, I went to Fort Knox, not too far from you there, uh, for, uh, what was that called? This kind of motor school or something. Yeah. Something like that. I didn't do that one. I did. Uh, interestingly enough, they sent me to data processing school. Uh, computer school. <laughs> really? Really? I sent you to the motor school, and uh, you know, <laughs> so you're the one that wound up in computers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, so, that's the army. That's the army for you. Yeah. That would be the army. Yep, yep. So I did that. I was uh, I went through ROTC in college and stuff, and then on to. Well, actually, went on to. That was another army thing. I actually, went on to grad school for two years, but then picked up the normal sequence of transportation school, and then. Motor school. I think I went to one other thing in there somewhere, and then over to Germany. So. Yeah, yeah. We were in per- we were in first transportation company, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, when we got there, Captain Larry Bowser was the was the com- commanding officer. That year, we 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 had forty. I think it was forty one trucks. And Herb and I were platoon leaders. I think it was forty one trucks. But we managed to we managed to put out at least sixty trips a day during that yeah. during that during that year that, um, that Bowser was the company commander. The company after just after he rotated it out of uh, command, uh, and we had we had rotated off. But I think we can take partial credit for the fact that first transportation company was the transportation company of the army uh, that year. Oh, wow. yep. oh, okay. What what sort of things did you haul? Was it supplies or military equipment? Or tell me a little more. Anything the Army needed to have hauled uh, that could be put on a flatbed uh, trailer. Oh, and we, the, the most important thing that we hauled was the mail. We, we, would, oh, we okay. had three, three, three trucks that would go to Frankfurt. Uh, I, think, I think it was Frankfurt or someplace, I think. Collect the mail, bring it back to Nuremberg to be distributed to the to the area down there. Yeah, a lot of times they didn't. You didn't even really know much what was on the truck. So, but you had guys hauling them all over everywhere. I am, you know, used to think of it that if you had a platoon of guys, you know, that they'd be, you know, you'd be daily supervising them and such. And uh, it was nothing like that. These guys are all over Germany, and 
had no idea what it was. Um, I do remember one incident, Scott. Were you? Do you remember this one? Uh, occasionally, we had we would haul some like let's see, what did we call them? They would have been like armored personnel carriers, but some of them would yeah, have APC, like yeah. weapons uh, mounted on the top, uh, unique things. And you were we would haul these things to uh, what was it? Grafenvir was Grafenvir. Uh, yeah. a, a yeah. training area where they'd drive around and try not to hurt themselves and stuff. But anyway. I don't think he was in my platoon, but he's probably in your platoon. But uh, the driver uh, had, had the, a low boy for this thing, but went under a bridge, and it was too the, the load was too high, and it clipped the uh, the weapon off the top. I mean, it was like a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage or something, and there were general level officers inquiring about the thing, and it was. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, you were probably personally responsible. Yeah, I just remember that. And I said, oh, thank God that wasn't me. <laughs> but most of the time, it was just mundane supplies going all over everywhere. Dan, these were, these were commercial trucks. They were uh, international harvesters. Oh, okay. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't big Army, army trucks. They were over-the-road type trucks. So we were out there on the Autobahn test driving with or going on a check ride with some of these drivers that had just gotten out, just gotten their driver's license, I think. Oh, wow. It was a real Oh, yeah. They were all real young guys. Real experience. One of my memories was getting to drive the uh, the 4070, was what it was called. And those had B12. The one, yeah, the one big one. It was a yeah, cab over yeah, thing. Cab over, cab over truck. And uh, yep. Larry Maxwell was our, uh, he was our high miler. Oh, that's right. I remember that name now. 100,000 accident free miles or something like that. And, uh, yep. We were we were up at uh, Graffenbeer, headed toward Graffenbeer. And he said, come on, uh, Lieutenant, get over here and show me what you can do. And so I, I <laughs> thought, well, surely I can do this. We were rolling down a hill and I missed a gear. And uh, we were we were out of gear. Tank was on the trailer. It was a little boy. <laughs> and I looked over at Larry and I said, "This might be the end of your hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> he was responsible. And I tell the I tell the people who come to talk to Rotary Club about the Army. Herb, I tell them that uh, they make a big mistake by having the the young sergeants to come and talk to us because they should get uh, we old guys who have been out of the army for for 30 years or more because all we can remember are the good stories that's right yeah 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 there there were times that maybe weren't quite so fun but that's okay yeah. Yeah. i've yeah. long ago forgot those so <laughs> yeah sure well thank you uh thank you for sharing those stories those are those are great and uh great memories i'm sure for for both of you so I know what car Scott had uh, in Germany, uh, Herb, but I don't recall what you were driving. For some reason in my mind, I had a Peugeot, but I don't know if that was right or not. So yeah. what what was your car? Yeah, yeah well, uh, while we were there, um, I, I had a Volkswagen. It's actually one that I, it was a Passat that I had bought in the U.S. and had it brought over. I drove that for a while. Okay. Uh, but just before we came home, up in Frankfurt, there were, let's see, myself and two other officers there in our uh, headquarters thing. Somehow they learned about this deal on three Peugeot 504s that were available and you could get a great price. Uh, so I ended up 
uh, yep, buying a Peugeot 504, drove it for, I don't know, maybe just a few months there, and then had it shipped home, and I drove it in Minnesota for, I don't know, at least a year or two. But, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a Peugeot of any kind, much yeah. less you know, a 504? So, and it was a diesel. Oh my goodness, that's cool. Far cry from that to your Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Peugeot. I mean, it was a terrible car for Minnesota because it it uh, it just refused to start in even cold weather, much less really bitter cold that we get you know up here in January and such. And the thing was really just a glorified French fruit wagon was all it was. But, uh, and I think top speed was 68, 69. So you were a real menace on the Autobahn. You had to be very careful, you know, going so slow. Uh, but it did have torque. My goodness, you could put it in first gear, and I think it would, you say, it would climb up telephone poles. It, it was a unique car. Maybe you should have hung on to that because we don't see many of them today. no. They're, uh, I haven't, I don't think Peugeot is uh, sold in the U.S. for, I don't know, 30 years or so. Yeah, I don't know. probably so. Coming near to the end of our virtual road trip, but is there a memory besides those F1 memories or Army memories, something that sticks out uh, from your time in, uh, in Germany that uh, you just look back on and that was just a, a great memory? Well, we had three kids over there and we were really busy with just day-to-day life. Uh, I mean, uh, growing up time for our for our kids. It was the day-to-day stuff. Uh, so, I mean, Alice was just being worked to death every day. And uh, we lived in a, comp- uh, not a complex. Really. It was just sort of a big, it was more than a barracks, but it was for families and such. And she'll tell you about having, uh, you would get your two days out of the week to do laundry. And here we had all these kids and diapers and stuff. And you had like Tuesday from eight to 10 or things like that. Point, so I made an appointment to have access to the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, that, that was fun. And then, I mean, experiencing uh, Germany and stuff. Well, I love the food and the beer and all that stuff. How about you, Scott? Anything uh, besides those oh, gosh, things that I, stick out? Know, it was, yeah, it was just such a such a great time in my life uh, being there, traveling all over. For much much of my time there, I was single, and had, uh, I, I had a lot more freedom to travel and do things uh, than maybe Herb did. But and I spent a lot of time with them. I spent uh, spent a lot of time with Herb and Alice and the children. Got to know them, and, and uh, that was just a great treat. Uh, you know, driving driving has always been you know going on road trips. That's always been a, a thing for me. Driving up and down the Autobahn in the cars yep. that I, I had, um, yep. had a 74 2002 Turbo, and uh, I was showing it off to her. I'm sure he remembers 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 that first trip after I bought that oh, yes. 74, 74 Turbo, and we were driving down the road. What was it that I said to her? He says, uh, I uh, I remember you got it, and you were you were so proud. And here, I mean, this was a real coveted car. And it was, uh, I remember it was just wicked fast, but when we got it, I mean, we were nowhere close to the Autobahn, but we took it out of town, I recall, somewhere outside of Nuremberg, and you were hitting the accelerator a little bit and looked in the rearview mirror, and here, I remember your eyes, you turned to look at me, I'm in the passenger side, you looked, and your eyes were like bugging out, 
And you said, oh, my God, it's smoking like a freight train. <laughs> and we looked back, and there was this cloud of blue going out the back. And I said, well, it's quick, but it does smoke a little. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's smoking like a freight train. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun car. Well, hey, I've enjoyed uh, my time with you both. Uh, I haven't seen Herb in four, 44 years uh, next weekend. Okay. I just really thank you for uh, coming on the show, just sure. uh, sharing some memories with uh, that you have with Scott in particular and, and our little road trip together 44 wow, years ago. Thanks for thinking of me. It was, uh, it was fun. Before we wrap up, uh, Herb, I always give my guest uh, an opportunity to say, hey, and, and so you got a book coming out. Uh, tell people the title again and how to find it, and hopefully they'll pick it up and uh, enjoy uh, a read. Yeah, it's called The Stonehenge Murders. Within about a month here, it should be out on Amazon. It's both an ebook, a paperback. I'm pretty sure we're not going to win any Pulitzer Prizes with <laughs> with this thing, but it's just uh, kind of an entertaining read. I, I think it's kind of fun. The protagonist or a hero, his, his name is uh, Dino. He's an Italian second generation immigrant uh so i think it's kind of a fun story i think it's a good read well good yeah. hopefully uh I, hopefully I people pick that up uh, yeah me too so. scott uh how do people find you oh i'm at uh e. scott neal incorporated dsneal.com so check out our new website all right well i've enjoyed our trip together both of you and uh hope you have a good weekend and then enjoy the british grand prix all right okay thanks thanks all very right. much Yep. See you guys. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dan, the road trip guy, and we look forward to having you back again next time. In the meantime, if you want to find me, you can find me on the internet at Danny, D-A-N-N-Y, Neal, N-E-A-L, dot com. Until we meet up again, keep having conversations and keep driving. Mm -hmm.